The mobile phone you are calling is switched off or not in a mobile service area. Please try again later. Hello. Hello, Nick Stewart. <laughs> Hello. Timothy Rubin, my good friend. How are you? I'm well. Are you ready for episode number two? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I've already hit record, so we're in. This is it. Um, I didn't. I told you last week. I didn't want to be part of the start. <laughs> good. Okay. You're not a part of the start. So this is off air. The news and pop podcast by two breakfast radio hosts saying the stuff they don't get to say on air. And each week we pull apart the three biggest story of the week. Except um, Nick's rule is he doesn't want to do any work, so I actually have to figure out and research all the stories. Are there any updates on that, Nick? No. Uh, all I will say is that feedback has been overwhelmingly positive in me doing nothing. <laughs> And I've canvassed the room and everyone is happy with me continuing with this method. I actually wanted to start off by talking about feedback because we finished last episode by saying that was our first episode. So if you had any feedback, we would love to hear it. Um, did you for, did you listen to the podcast? What did you think? Do you have any feedback for us? <laughs> no, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I was there for it. I know what it was. Um, you didn't... I a little bit. You didn't listen to it? No, I told you. I'm not putting any effort into this, Jim. Mate, we need clicks. We need clicks. Okay, well, I didn't think about that. But uh, look, a few people rang me and they asked why I was doing it. Uh Uh, There's there's a radio announcer called Cliffo. He's up in Townsville and Uh he said, why the fuck would anyone care what Nick Stewart and Tim Rubin has to say about anything? (laughs) And I responded to him, I know. A hundred percent. It's a good point. I complete agreement with that. He's raised a good point. It's a very good point. (laughs) I got some feedback. Um, My friend Josh said, does Nick really pay for porn or was he just saying that? Well, presently I don't. But um, that's because Pornhub... Well, no, 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 because Pornhub Premium is free. But I do. I genuinely pay for Premium Pornhub. If that was the most interesting thing from last week, I hope everyone has learned a valuable lesson uh, and they, if, 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 if you're using your hand, you should be, it's a pay to play system. Oh my God, I hate you. Um, Hannah and Berkey both messaged me and they said that we need a better ending because they both had to check their phone because they thought that the app had broken. I've got to tell you, I haven't listened to it, so I'm not aware okay. of how the ending was, it, but that's a tip problem. They thought it ended very abruptly, <laughs> but you know, leave them wanting more. So, exactly. <laughs> on that note, um, three stories from the week. Are you ready for story number one? I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. Story number one, Elon Musk and Grimes have a baby that they name something that I, when I first saw the name, I thought that I was going to have to go back in time to the 90s to record a dial-up internet connection sound in order to pronounce. Nick, have you seen the story? What do you think? I have seen this story. It's Okay, my first thought is, how long has this week been? Because I feel like that happened a little while ago, but... um, (laughs) Thanks for critiquing my top, my my opening. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but is anyone is is anyone surprised about this? Like, a Grimes is. Do you remember the singer Bjork? Because Grimes is the modern day version of Bjork. First things first, Mm -hmm. she she did some sort of GQ feature recently where she talked about her diet, and she I haven't heard of a single food that she eats all day. She every food she eats is some sort of weird thing like an energy pod or. (laughs) 
a chaya extract or crap like that. So for her to come up with a weird name does not surprise me in the slightest. And I think at this point, Elon Musk is just trolling all of society relentlessly. Yeah, with everything he does. And he just doesn't give a shit about any of it. So I've got so I've got the name here, and um, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to say how it's spelt first, and then we're going to yeah. go through and say what it is. So it's yeah. X capital X. Then it's like a weird letter from the Greek alphabet that's an A and a capital E combined into one letter. So that's actually from the... De- I I'm not 100% on this, but I think it's actually from the Scandinavian. Oh. Uh, it's from Danish, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Okay, so there's that, and then there's A minus 12. Mm. So that's what it is. Into, um, and Elon Musk has since come out. He actually did the Joe Rogan podcast, and he broke it down. And so it's X is just X. The mm. A-E thing is um, it's a, a, an algebraic letter, and it's pronounced Ash. And then, okay. and then the A12 is um, na- it's Elon Musk's favorite plane, which is the Archangel 12. So the full name is either pronounced... X Ash Archangel 12 or X Ash Archangel? Yeah, but I can look. Here's the thing. What I do you can think? Say my name is spelled J P S T, but it's pronounced Steve, but it doesn't make it true. Like, it, it, you can say the name is pronounced however you want, but if any human being is reading that, they read that as X E R. Like, why do you want your child to be relentlessly bullied? That's that's with any stupid name, but especially stupid celebrity names. Why you hope is it to build up resilience? Like, is that what the plan is here? So, are you saying that you think it's a bad name? What are you saying? <laughs> Do you not like is that, it? Is that a hot take? Am I zagging on that? <laughs> like, I, I think the entire world universally went, man. Elon needs to lay off the fucking wacky tobacco. <laughs> but that was my initial thoughts. Anyway, can I say why, why? Are you are you going the other way on this? Do you think it's a good name? I I think I'm the only person in the in the world who doesn't care. I think it's fine. Oh, of anyone, course you are. Anyone in the world that's like. This name is so weird. This kid's going to have a weird life because no one can pronounce his name. Do they know who Elon Musk is? Like, this kid's name is going to be the least weird thing about this kid's existence. Like, this child is going to... Did you ever have... Did you ever go to, like, a McDonald's birthday party when you were a kid? Yeah. This kid's going to have... This kid's going to have a birthday party in fucking space. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? At the moment, there is currently four entities on our planet that can actually successfully mm. navigate space travel. There is uh, the country of China, yep. the country of America, the country, country of, of India. Ru- oh, what about Russia? Elon Russia Ma- went to... No, I don't even think Russia can do it. You're not counting don't, Russia. Don't quote me on that. Okay. And, They're all talk. And Elon Musk personally. Yeah. yeah like, he personally is... He personally hired at 1.48% of the workforce of NASA. Like, it's, it is staggering. Like, this guy is Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. At any second, this guy could slip and become a supervillain, and it would make perfect sense. Yeah. Like, A, runs his own car line. B, has his own way of generating energy. C, can get to space. <laughs> like, if, if anyone, like, don't piss off Elon Musk, because he can do way worse things than call you a pedo on Twitter. That's I, my hot tip. Well, and he can do way worse things than name a kid X Ash. Like I just think, I I just think it's the least weird thing that he's done. 
I, and it's I, also, if you break it down, and sorry to step on you, mm-hmm. it is also so stereotypical of, I think this is like his sixth child. Yeah, it is. It's his sixth and his gr- second second partner, yeah, to have yeah, children. And yeah, it's, and, and Grimes is the one who's having her first child. And you can so see he has just gone, you just do whatever is going to make you happy because totally. I've already got other kids. So I, I've had my go at naming. This is all you. <laughs> you just think he doesn't care. He's like, nah. what? <laughs> this is what not my first. It's yeah. not going to be my last. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it, what, this is the Grimes child. This is going to yeah. be my weird hippie stage. Yeah. Like. On, do you think, just on a side note, like, I don't know why people are so offended by a name that they haven't heard before. Because, like, there are so many names that come from different cultures and things that I, that you haven't heard. And when you're exposed to them... Like, like, I don't know if this is mean or not to say, but like, I, like, I remember hearing the name, you know, the comedian Nazim Hussain. Yes. Like yeah. I hadn't, I, I hadn't heard the name Nazim before. And when I first heard it and I'm so sorry, like, I, I'm not, I don't mean to um, minimize him as a human being, but when I first heard it, I was like, that's a name I haven't heard. It's a name that probably a lot of like, um, like Western uh, people might not have heard before. And when you first hear it, you go, okay, that's new to me. And then your brain just gets over it. And yeah, so like, I would agree with that, but I forgot the part in Nazim's name where there's <laughs> yes. a divide sign and an asterisk. <laughs> I think it's more people go, are you doing this for attention? Yeah. I think that's where everyone goes like, is this an attention seeking thing? You had every opportunity to call them a normal name and then give them a nickname. But instead, you want on their birth certificate for them to constantly have to answer for their parents' mistakes. Like, I'll give you, uh, like, obviously, my name is uh, Nick Stewart. And there's a really simple way to spell that name. N-I-C-K-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Now, neither of my names are spelled that way. I am N-I-K-S-T-U-A-R-T. And every A, every single award I've ever received, like growing up as a little kid, you get your little trophies for playing sport. None of them have the spelling correct. Every time I go anywhere, I have to correct everyone. And then they go, ooh, unusual name. Well, that's a weird name. I had no part in it. I did not choose that name. It was, it was forced upon me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for hard. your plight. I, it's I, been I, tough, mate. I had no idea that poor <laughs> white Nick Stewart with the other spelling of Nick and Stewart... <laughs> <laughs> You've really turned me around on this. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's been a hard journey for me and my people. I'm gonna fo- I, I'm gonna finish this with one question, and there's gonna be no follow up anything. Okay. Okay. If you had to choose, you um had to be named X Ash Archangel Plane, whatever it is, but your dad is a multi billionaire who owns space. Would you Would you take it? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I rest my case. Story number two. (laughs) Celebrity chef Pete Evans gets dropped by Channel 7, denounces the media, and announces his love for Donald Trump. Nick, have you seen it? What do you think? (laughs) I've been out on the Pete boat for some time. Since he created that $15,000 probe thing that That apparently cured you of coronavirus. Well, that was only last week. And that's what, yeah. And and I saw that and it was like, well, that's me done reading about Pete Evans forever. Uh, I do find it immediately hilarious that the the entity that has literally helped him amass his audience Mm. He is now all out on. I love it anytime a celebrity does that. Yeah. Um, so he, 
he obviously was the celebrity chef judge for My Kitchen Rules. Um, Channel 7 yeah. dropped him, and their quote was, the separation was an amicable decision, and they want to allow Pete Evans to move on with his alternative lifestyle, which is like the best slap in the face. <laughs> Well, I believe, A, it was an amicable decision between, uh, like, the producers of that show and Kerry Stokes when they amicably decided to stop paying Pete Evans $800,000 a year, which is a lot of money to eat food that you go on record saying that you don't eat anyway. Um, He's just a tosser. He's the world's biggest tosser. But the other thing is, we we've created this we've created the Pete Evans problem for ourselves because you know and it's something you and I have literally spoken about recently but we we see these people who are good at one thing and we decide they're our demigods yeah and we don't do any background research into how freaking weird these people actually are yeah what's your what's your take on Pete because you're a little bit Hippie, you go like you're not into the crystals and stuff. But well, I'm not. I, I I'm not spending fifteen thousand dollars on a biocharger that's going to cure people of coronavirus. I mean, he's done worse stuff even since last week. Just just to add to the rest of the story, since he's been dropped, um, he's basically just gone on like an Instagram tirade. On Tuesday this week, he put up a story saying that the government and the media were communicating using code words in the news and to look out for oh, certain he things. Didn't, he did not. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, this is, this is in his story. It then got taken down. Um, and he also posted, and the Trump thing, uh, he posted a photo of Donald Trump and he said, uh, with, a, with a quote over it saying, hope you had fun investigating me. Now it's my turn. Hashtag Obamagate. So it's just... <laughs> It's just so much insanity piled on top of each other. And my take is, like, it's very, it's pretty rare that I would, like, applaud um, Channel, <laughs> Channel 7. I don't even know what Channel 7 do anymore. I, I don't even have, like, a regular TV. I just watch Netflix and stuff. But yeah. far out. Well, like, finally. I think I, I'm so glad that they've done it. And honestly, my take on Pete Evans is I am annoyed that people are not angrier about him being being what he is. Like, I think that... I just think when you reach that level, like, I, and this is the great thing about Australia that I much prefer to America, is when, when, when people reach a certain level of crazy in Australia, we're we, just like... We're just ah. like, yeah. Yeah, you, what, what, who are we going to help there? Like, whereas in America, they, they keep fighting each other and, and keeping these arguments going. I think from everything you just said then, the first message we really need to get out is, I know Healthy Harold missed this one, but ice is really bad, kids. <laughs> Stay away from it. Because that's, that's all I can... That's that, for that yeah. kind of weird, irrational stab. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's, it's, that's like... Re- like He's really left himself only one avenue from here, and that is cult leader. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think he's going to be lighting up at some restaurant or whatever other job Pete Evans would now go do. And they're like, ah, Pete seems like a pretty reasonable guy. <laughs> seems like a fun dude to have around the workplace. Yeah, yeah. Or, so, or even if he wanted to launch like a new health food program or something, like I think it would be really hard for him to come back from this and find. Because anything is going to be backed by investors. Like, there are commercial elements to anything yeah. in the world nowadays. That's just how the world works. And, 
you can be a little bit crazy and super healthy and a bit, but backable. And he's just crossed the line where even Channel 7's like, now nah, we're out. And I don't. Well, he was he was reaching the peak of crazy two years ago when he was posting all those photos of him riding his horse naked. But like you can, is... yeah. But like you can ride your horse naked. I don't care if you rode a horse no, no. naked. I'd still be your friend. Yeah, don't have sex with it. But... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just think I I think that even the last photo of him I saw was you know on news dot com or whatever, mm. and I was on the website, and it was him bald with a beard with the sun behind his head. And he looks, literally, I'm playing a game, re, I'm actually replaying a video game called Far Cry 5 at the moment. Or It's one of the Far Cries, and it's where there's a cult and a like a spiritual leader. And he looked 100% like the main character who is the cult leader. And that's now Pete Evans' future. And we can all come to terms with it. And it might even make a great TV show. <laughs> like, you know, it could be some you sort of it's big unfolding. element. It's, you know, it's unfolding in front of us. I think just back to what you were saying earlier about like the weird thing about Australia and, and like what kind of just going, yeah, that person's like fully nuts. I think that we have a little problem in Australia with accepting bad people. And I, I know that it's a very broad thing to say, but accepting bad people into pop culture, because what that does is it normalizes their batshit crazy views. And I... I say bad people and I, I really genuinely mean it. Like, I don't think that Pete Evans doing this stuff is just like, oh, isn't he kooky and, and a bit hippie-ish? Like, the stuff that he's said... I mean, firstly, he's, he's spoken before about being anti-sunscreen, which when, yeah. you, when you live in a country that literally has, like, the highest cases of skin cancer um, and skin, can- skin cancer-related deaths every year... I checked it out. Like, we've got 13,000 cases of skin cancer every year... Yeah. Well, me and my fiance both had actual cancerous melanomas removed before we were 25. Yeah, yeah. And that's like completely, and that must have, would have been a really scary thing to go through. But at the same yeah. time, like that's a, a real norm in Australia. It's something that we all live with. And yeah. if you're somebody in the media and you are using your platform to tell people not to use sunscreen, I'm sorry, but you are a terrible, terrible person. And... I, I mean, thank God that finally, maybe the, the bigger media companies, things like Channel 7, are waking up and going, far out, we just can't. Like, in, in a world where the media is evolving so quickly and there's so much competition, you just can't have shit like that on your, on your screen. If you're Channel 7 and you've got this person... Like you are so outdated and you need to move on. So, anyway, I think. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Question without notice. Sure. Though. Yeah. Was this a commercial decision from Channel 7 or an ethical decision? I don't know. Well, they it haven't said. It was a commercial decision. It, was, it, was, it has nothing to do with ethics. We, we run on a, a semi-capitalist society. Like, this, this was a decision where they went the crazy... Like, you look at any polarising figures in Australian media. Alan Jones, a great example, retired yeah. this week. Yeah. You look at Carl Sanderlands. There is the crazy profitable range. And then you move into the crazy costing the business money range. Yeah. And media is very good at knowing where that line is. And once you cross that line, you're out and you've been cancelled. And that's what's, that's effectively what has happened with Pete Evans is enough companies have said we can no longer have our name associated with this, this person. So that's why he's been next. I don't think that there was some sort of big moral quandary in the Channel 7 boardroom where they went, oh... 
I think that, you know, this guy's been pushing a dangerous message for too far. Because as you said, that stuff with the sunscreen happened 18 months ago. If not longer. longer. I think it was, I, yeah, were. longer, yeah. But what I would say Australian filters are better than Americans at, and I'm just using these two as examples, is we're like, cool, that's a cooking guy. I probably won't take my health advice from him. Like, that's a reality cook. Whereas in America, they're like, cool, that's a reality TV star. Let's make him the president. <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies that we're, 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 we're cluey enough to know what to take from people. Like, you know, I'll take a little bit of entertainment for my nieces and nephews from Blue's Clues, but I don't know. I don't want to know what Blue thinks about the current tension between Australia and China over the coronavirus. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, you might have some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think well put. Are you ready for story number three? I'm excited. I'm charged up. I'm ready. Okay, story number three. You actually touched on it. Um, story number three. I've actually got a personal story that I want to tack onto this, but story number three is Alan Jones. At the end of 35 years of doing breakfast radio, he has decided to retire. He's 79. Nick, I'm sure you have seen it. What do you think? <laughs> I think Alan Jones is one of the most evil people in the past 25 years of the history wow. of my career. I think there was, I never want to take joy in someone finishing things, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there was a lot of people that popped a bottle of champagne uh, mm -hmm. the day that he decided to retire. Was I one of those? I'll leave that open to interpretation. Uh, I'd love to hear your personal, let's hear your personal story before because I could do two hours on Alan Jones. So let's let's hear your personal. Okay, story. so I've had one run-in with Alan Jones in the radio world, and it's exceptional. So I was studying at radio school a number of mm -hmm. years ago when I was making the switch into the world of radio, and you're going to think that this is a random start to the story, but um, <laughs> I got a traffic fine. Um, okay. Yep. Basically, they'd like built. They were building a new bus lane near to my house and they'd put the cameras up to find people before they'd put the sign saying that it was a bus lane. And so I got done for driving in this bus lane, but they didn't have all the signs. It was still like a construction site. So you couldn't tell that it was a bus lane. Yeah. Okay. And so me being like super poor student, when I was a student at radio school, you're studying five days a week. I was working nights. I was so poor. And I got this like $500 fine in the mail. And I was oh. just like, I was like, nope. I was like, not yeah. doing it. No way. So I said, I wrote back and I said, I'll take this to court and I'll represent myself. <laughs> okay. And That's can I just peek behind the curtain? That is an exceptionally Tim Rubin thing to do. Totally, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I took photos of the bus lane and of the construction and I had them printed out in color and I put this whole like NCIS uh, presentation together. And um, I got given a court date and I went to represent myself at court um, mm. for, for this traffic fine. Now, on the same day, because court is open on weekdays. So on the same day that I was going to court for this traffic thing, we got an email like a couple of days before and it said, you're not going to believe it. Radio legend Alan Jones is going to be coming in to our radio school to say hello to us. To meet oh, wow. our year group go. of radio How kids. Auspicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I was a little annoyed. I was like, oh man, the one day that I'm not going to be there, um, 
I'm going to, like, Alan Jones is going to be coming in to have a chat. And in radio school, there's like 14, 15 people in the class. So it's quite a personal meeting. Mm. So I've rocked up to court on the day and I've done my presentation, which P.S. went great. The j- <laughs> <laughs> did you get out? Did yeah. Did you get out of it? Oh, good. I did, yeah. I got out of it and the judge commended me. <laughs> the judge was like, You should be a lawyer. <laughs> the, the, the judge was like, and I love the presentation with the, with the printed out photo. She was like, this is great quality printing. Wow. So side note, so... Well, after five ice heads that day, she was probably just refreshed <laughs> to hear someone in a suit string two words together. Yeah, yeah, I think she was pretty stoked. So I got out. It happened really quickly. Um, mm. And so I got out of court, and um, I think Alan Jones was coming in at like 11, and it was like 10.45. And I was like, there oh, my go. God, I can still make it to the Alan Jones presentation, to the Alan Jones meeting. And so I raced back, obviously under the speed limit, so I didn't get more traffic problems. But I race, I ran into afters, ran upstairs and still dressed in my full suit and tie from court, ran in and sat down in the only seat that was left, which was the very front and center. And just to set the scene a little bit more about radio school, 90% of the kids in radio school, their dream is to become like a triple J late night presenter. They're wearing Thai fisherman pants and yeah. they've got tea cozy beanies on and they're wearing, uh, what are those stupid shoes called? I don't Scandinavian thongs. You've got a pair. You would definitely have a Birkenstock. That's I, it. I thought you were going to say Heelys, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those shoes with the wheels. So Heelys. That's economical travel. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm guessing you stood out wearing So 14, 15 kids in the year, 14 of them have like stretches and lip rings. And then yeah. I'm sitting in the front and center in a suit and tie, and Alan Jones walks in and just loves it. And he loves that you're in a suit and tie. Well, he clocks me and he's like, this guy's taking this seriously. Sharp dressed man. He reminds me of me in radio (laughs) school in 1872 when I was coming up the ranks to go to the next AM station. So he delivers his presentation and he delivers like, three quarters of it like directly to me (laughs) and and I like I'm a very vocal person and so I like I would ask questions in any class and so I engaged him and like I asked some questions and here and there and like I'm obviously I was not like a like an old right-wing Alan Jones listener or fan yeah yeah but I took part in the class and so he does this like one hour speech and he was very nice actually in person when he finishes this thing and he's like and that's why the future of the radio world is yours. And he, in his final (laughs) sentence, he's like Captain Planet, in his final sentence, he pulls out a business card and does this like, like big action on the word, like, and it's yours. And he hands me the business card in the presentation. And that's the end of his speech as a like, come come and work for me at... What it, at, at is what, is it two GB or whatever yeah. two UE or whatever? I would shit on that card <laughs> if he handed me that card. No word of a lie, I would defecate on it. I just <laughs> yeah, I can't, I cannot express to you enough how much of a handbrake he has been on Australian society over the past decade through just his sheer influence of the older population of Australia yeah. and and being able to turn them in horrible ways against us. So what did you do with the cards? 
I threw it out. I don't have it. I, don't, I threw it out. I never wrote, I never sent him an email or anything. Oh, he likes to cut of your jib, mate. You, you cut him down. Why would you do such a thing? Yeah, look, I don't have a lot to say to, uh, about him. He, he, like, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on him. From a professional standpoint, you can respect what he's done, the numbers he's put up, to how celebrated he is in what he does. But I think if you are purely, purely just appealing to the worst parts of humanity to do that, then does that really count? No, well, no, like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and that's why, I, that's why I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't follow pursue him up. that. I didn't yeah. pursue that, and that's why here we are in my. I've snuck back into work to record this at. <laughs> <laughs> you whereas you could be, you could be right could now be, just hosting a mid to late show, chatting to disgruntled retirees about why young people are the worst, <laughs> uh, and how disrespectful we are. You know, it's just, he preys on the worst feeds. Okay. So is that the three topics for today? That's the three topics. That's it. I've got one I want to bring to the table. I know I told you I wasn't going to prep anything, but this is the single greatest thing that has ever happened in my life. And when I pass really? this on to you uh, and, and any human being who decides for some bizarre reason to listen to this and makes it to some this point, you are going to tell at least three other people about this. You've so. got it. Okay. You're bringing a story. Story number four. We, we're, number four. we're only it's episode quick, two and we're already breaking the format. Don't worry. I will be back to doing nothing next week. It's okay. okay. Everyone can everyone can chill out. Story number but four. All right. Story number four. This came across my desk this week. And it's, it, I, I, look, we're in a hard time. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I understand that the unemployment rates are extremely high at the moment. And local councils are really trying hard to do good things. And there's a local council close to the area that I live have come up with a tremendous initiative uh, to try to reinvigorate unemployment in their region by creating a website and a portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, th- there's an area called Mount Tambourine, which is sort of uh, a little bit west of the Gold Coast of Brisbane in that pocket in Queensland. It's also known as the Scenic Rim. And uh, so the Scenic Rim Regional Council have launched this website to try to get youth employment up and employ people. And they have called it, and you can go to this website, don't put it into Google, though. Scenicrimjobs.com.au. <laughs> That's right. Scenic rim jobs, as in you're getting a rim job with a view. <laughs> I told you, this is amazing. You're going to tell at least one other person this, this day. And the there is quoted in it as uh, the, the purpose of this website is to help people explore. Oh. Yes, it might say future opportunities after that, but I like to end the quote there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Nick, you, you've come, you broke your own rule that you are not going to research any stories so that you could tell us about scenicrimjobs.com. That's the story that you, that you felt so compelled that you had to share with everybody. Yeah. It's the best thing I've seen. The puns write themselves. Like, at Shannon Grimjobs, I'm assuming it's the first ever employment portal that is specifically looking for brown noses. <clears throat> uh, stop it. Seriously, <laughs> stop it. Nick, I, I, think, I think that, uh, look, when you first said you were going to do no work and bring no stories, I didn't think that our format could get any worse than that. <laughs> and somehow you've made it. Next week, no stories from you, please.
That's... I'm happy to abide by that. Okay. <laughs> All right. For anybody who uh, questioned last week when we got to the end of the podcast, this is it. This is the end now. Thanks for listening if you made it to the end. Um, again, still open for feedback. We'd love to hear what you think. And we'll finish on um, the way that I think that you should pronounce Elon Musk's baby's name when I first read it. <laughs>